SEP Fanfic Readings presents Accidental Proposal by C.J. Red. Chapter 24 Wanted Hermione glanced out of the corner of her eye at her stiff fiancé and tried to send all the calm she could to him. When that didn't work, she took his hand and brought it to her lips, feeling him relax. He looked down at her and smiled that beautiful smile. With his eyes lit up, he leaned down to give her a soft kiss on the forehead. Then, with a sigh, he gave her hand a quick squeeze, and he pushed open the dark doors that led into what looked like another parlor. The dark wood paneling didn't give off a sensation of warmth, despite the large fire going. The room was, in fact, rather warm. Much like the rest of the house, the room looked old with antiques everywhere. This room, in particular, was lit by candles on the walls, as well as low lighting from authentic Tiffany lamps. Lucius looked much better than he had when she had seen him last. He was impeccably dressed, in black dress robes with his wandless cane, and his hair was groomed perfectly, tied back with what looked like a velvet ribbon. Narcissa was pouring two more drinks and humming to herself. She also looked much better. Her face was back to holding its characteristic look of disdain, and as she turned to hand them the drinks, she glared at her son and said sternly, "'You are late, Draco!' Hermione spoke up, her tone firm but polite. "'We had to wait to use the minister's slew. I am afraid he had a meeting run over.' Narcissa turned to her sharply and looked her over before she nodded. "'Well, you at least know how to dress. I think, with your good standing due to the war, that should allow us to bury the tragedy of the circumstances surrounding your birth.' Hermione set her glass down and looked Narcissa over before she picked her words carefully. "'I am not a bastard. I was born when my parents were married. You don't see how my birth is a tragedy at all. I was raised in a loving home by two loving people, who sent me to the best schools, and I am top of my class next to Draco and my brother. What is there that is so tragic about my birth?' Draco moved over, understanding where his mother was going with this, and said quietly, Hermione is not ashamed of her muggle adoptive parents. She will not hide them. Narcissa looked on the verge of a stroke, and Hermione sighed. I truly do not wish to upset you, but I will not erase my past simply because it upsets you. We apologize for being tardy, mother, Draco said, his tone formal but polite. Should we not move to dinner? He looked over at his father for help. Lucius stood up and finally spoke. Narcissa... "'I warned you that the girl would not go along with your plan, "'so do stop with the dramatics, please. "'You are upsetting our son.' "'Hermione watched with interest "'as Narcissa calmed down almost instantly "'and made a note of that. "'Narcissa used her anxiety to get her way. "'Very Slytherin. "'She would have to inform the Mediwitch before they left. "'Lucius was much more verbose over dinner. "'He asked about their classes, curriculum, "'and how they found their new headmistress and teachers.' Hermione found it surprising to discover that he had apparently taken his job on the Board of Governors very seriously. She wondered if he would ever get it back, and found herself in an odd place, feeling sorry for the man who had once tried to kill her. Drago stayed very tense, and she kept her hand in his all through dinner, when they could, at least. Narcissa remained silent and sullen throughout the meal, and Hermione watched her closely, and noticed that Lucius Malfoy did as well. When she started to look too glassy-eyed, he excused himself and escorted his wife up to bed with the Mediwitch following behind. Draco relaxed completely once his parents had left the room. She is better, but still not the same, he said softly. 
Hermione nodded and then laughed. She's certainly got some of her gumption back. Draco let out a small laugh, but then frowned. I am sorry that she said that. Hermione put her finger over his lips and smiled a bit sadly. We knew one of them would. It's okay, Draco. Draco leaned forward, moved her finger away, and kissed her softly. He started nibbling on her bottom lip, and then swept his tongue into her mouth, and grabbed the back of her neck to hold her in place so that he could ravish her, completely forgetting where they were at that moment. A cleared throat broke for them apart, and both flushed to see Lucius Malfoy looking rather uncomfortable, standing in the doorway stiffly. Hermione ducked her head into Draco's chest, who covered her face with his hand, feeling like a first-class idiot. "'Father,' he said formally, "'drinks in the parlor, I suppose.' Lucius nodded briskly, and turned sharply about, using his cane more than Draco had ever seen him do before. Hermione peeked up from his chest once she no longer heard footsteps. "'I forgot we were still here,' she whispered in embarrassment. Draco nodded and kissed her nose. "'So did I. Come, we will have after-dinner drinks so that you can tell the minister if my father is plotting world domination or not.' Hermione snorted and allowed him to help her up giggling as he rearranged his robes to hide a growing part of his anatomy that shouldn't be so prominent after such a boring dinner. "'I wonder if that is why wizards still wear robes,' Hermione said sassily. "'Bunch of perverts. A lot of them. Just hiding the evidence whenever a pretty witch walks by.' Draco, taking exception to that, swatted her, causing her to giggle. A portrait of the portly old wizard on the wall who had heard the conversation nodded and winked at Draco as they left the dining room. Draco, who could do nothing but roll his eyes and hide his laughter behind a cough. He was glad Hermione was busy looking around the hallway, because if he had to explain what he found so amusing, she would spend the next hour lecturing one of his dead relatives for sure. After dinner drinks with Lucius was strained, to say the least. Hermione sat next to Draco, not drinking anything at all, while father and son had fire whiskey. Finally, Lucius seemed to not be able to stand the tension any more and broke it with a snort. "'Your opinion of me hasn't seemed to have changed, Miss Granger.' Hermione didn't look surprised by the question. "'On the contrary. Your care for your wife has surprised me.' Lucius was one who had to hide his shock before he sneered. "'I have always cared for my wife.' Hermione raised an eyebrow. "'Interesting that did not carry over to her son.' Lucius sat up furious. "'He is also my son.' Hermione shrugged and gestured towards Draco. "'The scars on his body say otherwise,' she said coldly. Lucius went pale and sat down. "'I... there were... you would not understand. I was not myself for a few years. The darkness... it overcame me. Then the Dark Lord came back and we were out of favor. Draco became... Draco made a strangled sort of sound, but otherwise said nothing. Hermione whipped her head around. "'What did he do to you?' "'And what did that other monster do to you?' Draco hissed out a low breath and then said softly, "'They are the same to me. "'He sold me to his Dark Lord when he failed in his mission "'and put my mother under a death sentence. "'His choices caused my scars.' "'Hermione looked over at her fiancé with deep sadness "'and hugged him to her before she turned and glared at the elder Malfoy. "'Your hatred caused this. "'Your hatred of mudbloods!' She yanked up the sleeve on her arm and watched him flinch as his eyes took in the scar there. "'I wasn't even a real one, and yet that blade carved it into my arm. I was raised as one, though, and I am the brightest witch of our age. I knew nothing of magic until I was twelve. No advantage, 
Just books. I read and learned and studied and listened. She stood up and brandished her wand and smirked as she knew Draco was probably worried behind her. Instead, she transfigured his desk into a baby elephant before transfiguring it back. I figured out how to do that in fourth year, she snapped. Lucius was looking at her, dumbstruck. She calmly sat back down. Magical ability has nothing to do with blood status, where you were raised or how you were raised. It's all about how hard you are willing to work and whether you are willing to learn. Draco flushed and then said quietly, I can't do transfiguration like that, father. I spent more time on Quidditch. Hermione snorted and then said calmly, I will teach you then. Lucius stared at the two of them and then shakily got up and poured himself another drink before he said, in a hoarse tone, pointing his glass at Hermione. Your father was awful at transfiguration, and your mother never took her NEWTs. Her parents felt it was more important to prepare her for marriage. That was what one did at the time. Hermione sucked in an outraged breath, and Lucis turned around with a rueful smile. It's out of vogue now. In fact, it's frowned on heavily by the Board of Governors. Lucius sat back down and looked at the wall for a long time before he said quietly, "'You two have a bond I have rarely seen in wizarding couples. Clearly, we will not be able to dissolve this, and certainly not before graduation.' Hermione nodded, her face a bit resigned as she had figured that out. Draco sat up and cleared his throat. "'The vow said graduation, but not from Hogwarts. Just graduation.' What if we continued our schooling or pursued a mastery? Hermione whipped around to look at Draco, her eyes wide in shock. How had she not thought of this? Lucius sat up, watching them carefully. This is a possible way to hold off a wedding, but the magic is strong with you two. I would not be surprised if you are not already married somehow magically. Hermione went pale, thinking of the rune, and met Lucius's eyes. He knew. She had no idea how, but the bastard knew. He leaned back and shrugged. It's just the ceremony, really. That's all we are stalling until after a graduation. Draco was frowning at the byplay between Hermione and his father, but turned back to the conversation. I don't care for the ceremony after graduation. Personally, I want to go for my mastery in potions. Lucius nodded, looking quite proud. He cautioned. That's two years, son, plus extra time as an apprentice. Draco shrugged. I am aware of that. I wanted to go for a mastery, but recently I think I might go into business with Pansy and Ginny. We are thinking we will open a store for witches based on muggle clothing stores. Lucius nodded, looking thoughtful. Most witches shop in muggle Paris. Hermione nodded, her eyes twinkling as she quoted Pansy. Why should they when they can shop right here in Diagon Alley? Draco looked over at her and grinned. That's brilliant. What would you do? Hermione laughed. Keep the books, make sure they don't go overboard, and logging inventory. Nothing too taxing. Draco nodded, clearly impressed. Lucius spoke up, his tone not quite as formal. I would like to invest in this stall. Put me in touch with Pansy. I think she is on to something big. Has she found a location in Diagon Alley yet? Hermione shook her head. Not yet? No. Lucius turned on Draco. Show her around the buildings we own and make the lease affordable. This is a good investment. Draco nodded, a slight smirk on his face as he did so. Lucius pulled out a pocket watch and sighed. I must be going to bed. 
I am not as young as I once was. You can tell the minister that my life revolves around my wife and the greenhouses we have here. Although, he should know that as he sends someone out to inspect my house and my greenhouses once a week. With a heavy sigh, he stood up and moved to the door before he turned around and set a stern look on his son. Draco, the elves put you in the green rooms, which you should remember are separate but adjoining. Please respect the rules of our household. I understand you are leaving in the morning, so I will now bid you both farewell. Hermione, Draco. Hermione nodded, and when he was gone she raised an eyebrow. So, no Theo, but still no sex. Draco laughed and shook his head, leading her up the stairs and to bed. Well, more like a frustrating night of being a door in another bed away from her, that is. He was very much looking forward to Paris and privacy. <laughs>